welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Decoding Health COVID-19, the health literacy podcast featuring easy to understand and simple explanations, quick explanations. So before we jump into this episode today, where we will focus on the flu versus COVID-19, um, I first and foremost just want to say to thank you to everyone who's listening and I also want to let you know to just be happy with yourself today because a lot is going on in the world and you just have to hang in there so if you've been hanging in there congratulate yourself today you're doing an awesome job with all that is going on so get to this episode today so in the last episodes we talked about what is a virus and we broke down some terminology pertaining to COVID-19 in this episode we're going to focus on the viral particles so what distinguishes the flu from COVID-19 because right now Specifically in the United States, everyone is talking about it's flu season, it's flu season, flu season. Some people are confused. What happens if I have this cough? Does that mean it's a flu cough? Is that a COVID-19 cough? Like what is going on? There's just so much confusion. So I just want to do my part and just give you some information on what's the similarities versus the differences between the two viruses. And I hope this is able to help you with your level of understanding. Okay, so we are going to start with the flu. Now the viral particles, so basically let's break down what exactly is what makes up this virus. So the virus that causes the flu is the influenza virus. And a fun fact that I wanna let people know is um, viruses have genetic material and it it can be DNA or it can be RNA. So for humans, we have DNA. And for the influenza virus, it has RNA. We don't need to dwell deeper than that. Just know the difference that there's DNA and RNA for genetic material. Humans have DNA. Another like fun fact that you can also learn today in this episode is that viruses can be positive or negative. <laughs> For the influenza virus that causes the flu, you don't need to social distance. So remember right now, since we're in the COVID-19 pandemic, we need to social distance. And social distancing is basically reducing the number of people who are exposed to flu. You don't need to do that. Also for the flu, there is a vaccine. So when you hear people say, take your flu shot, get your flu shot, make sure you get your flu shot for the season, they're talking about The flu shot is the vaccine. Also, there's uh, medications as well. Excuse me, I was about to say vitamins, but there is medications as well for the flu, which is known as antivirals. Now, for the symptoms of the flu is sore throat, muscle pain, chills, and I also like to add that since we're in the COVID-19 pandemic, I also want to talk about that there have been flu pandemics as well. In 1918, there was a Spanish flu, and in 2009, there was the H1N1 pandemic, flu pandemic. 
I also want to go over that pandemics are declared by the WHO. The WHO is the World Health Organization. So in COVID-19 case, it was declared a pandemic on March 11, 2020. This is where we would then transition to talk about the differences of COVID-19. So we just talked about the flu. So let's compare it to COVID-19 and the differences. And in the end, we will talk about the similarities, excuse me. So remember that SARS-CoV-2 is the virus that causes the disease COVID-19. But remember, COVID-19 is abbreviated. And SARS-CoV-2 stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. Just like we spoke on the genetic material of the influenza virus that causes the flu, which was RNA, the genetic material for COVID-19 is also RNA. So you may be wondering, like you just said, we're looking at the differences. The differences, which is a fun fact, but we won't dwell too much into it, is viruses can be positive or negative, depending on the genetic material, like the strand segment. So for COVID-19, it's positive stranded RNA, and in the influenza virus, it is negative stranded. So let's just recap the flu versus the COVID-19. The flu is caused by the influenza virus. It has RNA as its genetic makeup, a genetic material. It, and when with the inf, with the flu, you don't need to social distance. There is an, a vaccine and there's antiviral medications and the symptoms associated with it are sore throat, muscle pain, chills, and headaches. And there have been flu pandemics in the past in 1918 and 2009. For COVID-19, the virus causing it is SARS-CoV-2. The symptoms are difficulty breathing, shortness of breath, fatigue. You do need to social distance for COVID-19, but you don't need to social distance for the flu. Now we will look at the similarities. So the similarity between the flu and COVID-19, which can cause some confusion, is both cause fever and cough. And both affect the lungs. So when you hear respiratory system, it has to do with the lungs. So both affect the lungs. And they both spread by droplets. So if someone sneezes at you, someone coughs, <coughs> this is how droplets are spread. So th it's very important to have um, cough etiquette. So making sure that when you cough, you put your hand over your mouth or you cough into your elbow. Some people may even say don't cough into your hand. So use your discretion what's best for you. So wash your hands for both the flu and COVID-19. So I hope this episode was able to tell you the differences between the flu and COVID-19 and the similarities. And I wish you all the best. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Decoding Health COVID-19. 
the Health Literacy Podcast, featuring easy to understand and simple explanations, quick explanations. In this episode, we are going to discuss Corona Sutra. No, 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 no. Just joking. We're not going to discuss various sexual positions. We're more going to discuss sex related to COVID-19. So I got a message today asking, can you have sex during the COVID-19 pandemic, although someone does not live with you and we're supposed to be social distancing? So today I'm going to talk about ways that you can be take care of yourself. Also, what I've been reading about sex related to COVID-19. So let's get into it. So first and foremost, before having sex, please, please, please take care of yourself first. That means practicing hand hygiene for at least 20 seconds. So you're going to put the soap in your hands. You're going to lather your hands. And for 20 seconds, you're just going to be lathering, lathering, lathering. You can sing a song. You can count to 20. You need to be washing your hands for at least 20 seconds. If you don't have soap and water, you can use hand sanitizer until you get to a place that has soap and water. Another way to take care of yourself is disinfecting surfaces regularly. So if you're going to have sex at your house and invite someone over, you need to disinfect the area. So COVID-19, the disease caused by SARS-CoV-2, can spread to people who are close to someone who who has COVID-19. So... Since COVID-19 spreads from droplets in the air, if you are going to have sex with someone who does not live in your household, it is best for both of you guys to get tested. They're telling all of us right now, if you can get the COVID-19 test to see if you are negative or positive for it, that will be the best option. But it's also up to you and what you and your partner feel is best for you. Because I do understand from reading various articles that testing is not available to everyone. So this is where you will have to communicate with your partner on that. Since COVID-19 can spread through saliva, if you're choosing to share bodily fluid, this is why it's important to disinfect surfaces just in case droplets land on surfaces in a hand or hands, your mouths or eyes, any body part is placed on that surface. It's now on that body part that has touched. So if your hand is placed down on the counter, you now have. The point I'm trying to make is you just want to take the same precautions that you will take with the flu or the common cold when you're partaking with sex, it's the same thing with COVID-19. After receiving the question on sex and COVID-19, I decided to research and see what the CDC is saying. And the CDC is saying that you can take part in self-pleasuring or another word for self-pleasuring is masturbating to stop the spread of COVID-19. You still want to wash your hands before and after. Another option is taking part in sexting by using a phone. And the third option is cyber sex, where both parties use a computer as a barrier while they social social distance. Another question that was asked was, can COVID-19 be sexually transmitted? 
when I also researched about it, I did not see any information about that. So I would just tell you as of right now, no, it cannot be sex. It cannot be sexually transmitted. But please ask your medical professionals if it can. But from what various articles are saying, it cannot. I do. I still want to emphasize that if you are taking part in placing any body part in the mouth please note that saliva can put you at risk of getting COVID-19 overall practicing safe sex is what you want to be doing during this time as well so to recap everything that we discussed in this episode the main takeaways are washing your hands for at least 20 seconds if you do not have soap and water please use sanitizer disinfecting surfaces is a must wherever you are going to take part in sex to recap you want to be washing your hands before and after having sex and making sure that you're disinfecting the surfaces where you will be having sex please 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 communicate with your partner discuss if you want if you want to take testing both together or you don't want to if you want to be kissing each other and exchanging fluids and also but most of all enjoy and stay safe Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Decoding Health COVID-19, the health literacy podcast featuring easy to understand and simple explanations, quick explanations. In this episode, we are going to discuss blood type and COVID-19. Let's get started. So what is blood actually? What does blood do? What, why do we need blood? So blood brings oxygens and nutrients to the various parts of our body. We cannot live without blood. We need our blood. And blood is made up of four components, red blood cells, white blood cells, platelets, and plasma. So the red blood cells contain a protein that carries oxygen because we need our body needs oxygen. The white blood cells help with the immune system. Pow, boom, 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 pow. It helps to fight against bacteria and viruses. Platelets help with clotting and plasma has nutrients. Now, there are four types of bl- uh, blood groups. But first, before I get into blood groups, I just want to talk about antigens. What are antigens? So antigens are markers. So in order to distinguish the four types of blood groups, they're distinguished by markers or what you can call antigens. They are made up of proteins and sugars, and they basically help to distinguish, again, basically help to distinguish blood types. So there's four, there's type A, type B, type AB, and type O. The next question I will also like to add that the four blood groups, type A, type B, type AB, and type O, are part of the ABO system. So there's two ways to distinguish blood types. There's the ABO system. So when you're told 
what is your blood group and somebody says type O. That's part of the ABO system. And then another way to distinguish blood type is by the RH system. Now, for the purpose of this podcast, we are not going to dwell into the RH system. The RH system is a little bit more complicated to explain, and I want to make sure that we are making explanations easy to understand. So I don't want to complicate things even more. But if you would like to know more about the RH system, another way to distinguish blood type, you can always go to the CDC website and look up what they have to say there. Now we're going to transfer, excuse me, now we are going to talk on why blood typing is very important. We need blood. As humans, we all need blood. This is why we need each other. So, blood typing is very important for blood transfusions. Blood transfusions save lives. You need a blood transfusion for surgery, for accidents, for chronic illnesses, and even cancer. A blood transfusion is basically when someone, I'm going to give you a scenario. So someone gets into a car accident and they are type A and they lose blood and their body needs to replenish that blood. What is the best way to replenish the blood? Go to the physician, can go to the blood bank, take the blood and able to give it to the person, which is a blood transfusion. And this blood is from somebody else who has the same blood type. That's why it's very important to be to know your blood type, whether you're type A, type B, type AB, or type O. And again, we're not going to discuss the RH system, which then goes further into O negative and O positive and type A negative and type A positive. We want to keep it as simple as possible. Blood typing is important for the immune system, which we will also discuss in a later episode. But the immune system is a, a body protect is a, it protects the body, and also the immune system makes antibodies, which again we will discuss in another episode pertaining to the COVID nineteen antibody tests. So, are you seeing now how everything comes together? Why it's important to know your blood type, your specific blood type why it's important to donate blood, why is it important to have blood transfusions because it saves lives, and why is it important that we take care of ourselves because we have an awesome immune system and the COVID-19 antibody test needs our immune system in order to get a test result back. The body is awesome. We are now at the end of our episode. And in this episode, I just want to summarize really quickly. We talked about what is blood. It helps to transport nutrients and oxygen to various parts of the body. So it's like a cargo truck traveling here, there, and everywhere. We talked about the components of blood, the red blood cells, the white blood cells, the platelets, and plasma. Then we talked about the ABO system of blood typing, type A, type B, type AB, type O. We did not discuss the RH factor or the RH system on the, this is the second way to um, distinguish the blood groups because it gets a little bit more difficult and we want to keep it simple. 
then we discuss blood transfusions. So I just want to say we as humans need blood. We all have blood. This is what we need to survive. This is why we should donate blood because blood transfusions, again, saves lives. And if you have just a little bit of it, you lose a little bit of it, you want to make sure you're, you're replenish, replenishing in, replenishing what is no longer there. So blood transfusions are very important. So let us spread love and not hate because we all need each other. We all need each other's blood. <laughs>